Pain Train Productions presents Arch Rivals Football Season 2. Your starting lineup, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Alex Aldape, Todd Rosenfeld, and Nicholas Russell. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Arch Rivals Football. In the uh, lower left-hand corner of your screen, you got Mr. Alex Aldape. That was the most boring. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Arch Rivals Football. I don't want to go too crazy. (laughs) No, you got to do it like this. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Arch Rivals Football. Uh, Mr. Nicholas Russell is uh, currently on the, uh, the the first job, so he's working the second job off the phone. Hold on. Hold on. I'm over being stupid. Hold on a second. There we go. All right. What up? Hey, I'm like, uh, what, what do they call that? Uh, live via satellite right now, but uh, couldn't miss the show two weeks. So Can I'm, you I'm move at- the microphone a little far away, a little farther away from your mouth, sir? Is it too close? How about little, this? It's, it's uh, that, you know, that sounds really good right there. All right, cool. I'll leave it right here. All he right. Was, he was doing like I was doing two weeks ago, off the phone, but now... But, uh, but you, you know, know what? I, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm, Ricky, because... Hi, welcome to another episode of <laughs> Arch Rivals Football Podcast. At least Nick came in loud and proud, and I'm a little disappointed with you, Rick. I really am. I, I have a lot of things going on, you know, like I, I did a lot of recording this week and then I have a, a lot of uh, wheeling and dealing to do because uh, I know a lot of people uh, collect T-shirts and stuff, especially from the streaming community. Uh, we have Arch Rivals T-shirts available on paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for only $10 for oh, only nice. And motherfucking dollars, and you're not even going to get that on a Black Friday sale. I'm just telling you, if you want an Arch Rivals football or a Pain Train Pipe Bomb shirt, either way, preferably Arch Rivals because, you know, that goes to Ricky. And uh, I, I would just like to see people with Arch Rivals shirts everywhere. And there are no offense to Pain Train Pipe Bomb, but I'd like to see the Arch Rivals logo all over this green earth. And there's two different types. There's actually the season one T-shirt up there, and now the season two T-shirt is up there. So you could you, get two seasons if, if you followed us from the beginning. Then you can definitely get fucking season one and season two, only for ten dollars a piece. Go check almost it out. as an interesting as Stranger Things. I'm just saying it's arch rivals football. <laughs> I, I have actually not one and two things yet. So let's you've just, not uh, watched that. What are you doing with your life? Um, I, I have, I have not seen. Run. Yeah, I haven't seen Stranger Things either. I, I have a company to run, you know. It's crazy, but you know. Yeah, well, happens. take take like fifteen hours of your day, uh, 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 your time, and watch Stranger Things one, two, and three because it's amazing. Because you know, even being laid up in bed, I fucking was working on the laptop the entire week. Yeah, and I don't know if that was really. Because you know about the ha- what they say about laptops on your lap, and that might not be an actual good thing for you, Ricky. You should have just sat there and watched Stranger Things. I actually took your advice and got one of those tables. The little, oh, you the, did? I got one of the tables, and I put it there, and I'm like, yes, now I can work in comfort. because now There I you go. Hot fan blowing on my crotch. What's up, Stephen Waldman? What's up, everybody in the chat group? Share the show out if you're alive. And uh, we, we have some uh, very interesting things. First, I would like to mention that today is a six-year anniversary, which actually did happen on Thanksgiving night, okay? It is the six-year anniversary on November 22nd, 2013, of the butt fumble. We all. I saw you posted that. Yes, it was. It is the anniversary of the butt fumble. The butt fumble, because that's that's football. You know, 
It was, is football. Is that you think that's where uh, John Madden got his idea for the turducken? It's like, well, if we 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 take a line by a lineman and we shovel football up his asshole, and then we put him in an oven. I don't know where I was going with that. It sounded really good in my head, though. <laughs> I was going to say, that turducken happened a long time before Mark Sanchez did the butt fumble. <laughs> did, it, you know, but, did it, though? Did it, though? Do you, you know, know about the, it? Do you really know? But you know what the funny thing is about, about that whole situation is the last relevant Jets quarterback has been Mark Sanchez. So That's very true. Laugh, laugh at him all you want, but the New York Jets haven't been jack shit since Mark Sanchez left. So, well, I hope they continue on being jack shit uh, uh, through this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> J.R. Wilkes wants to know what's going on here. I'm confused. It's a football show, dude. What's like? There's a dude with a football. It says Arch Rivals football on the screen. Like, what more are you confused about? And, and there will be some uh, streaming later on. I am going to be streaming either a some. Uh, Madden 20 football, or I may actually stream something else. I'm, or Lemon Party. I mean, whatever. I, you know what? Like I, I've come to find out that uh, with a lot of the people that have not only been following Arch Rivals football, but following Pantry Pipe Bomb, there is a yep. very big streaming community out there, and we're all trying to like s- support each other pretty much. I think that's no, they're, they're actually being like cool people now. And a lot of people aren't uh, getting angry about it, but you do meet a lot of people from the entire world because I've met somebody from Pampanga, Philippines, which is actually kind of cool. Never knew where Pampanga was, but now I know. Junior Wilkes wants to know. So y'all talk about football. That's cool. Well, let's get right into it. Pampanga. What'd you say? Pampanga, Philippines. Pampanga, the Philippines. That's a U.S. territory, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I'm oh. very happy to know that I have uh, some uh, friends there. I'm, you know, you know, I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, we do have some of the uh, other things here. More news about the Miles Garrett situation. Supposedly, yes. Now, uh, Mason Rudolph used racial slurs during his little altercation last Thursday night. And there's also mm, here we go. There's also some other stuff here that says that. Uh, Thrash, well, I don't know what fucking Thrash really is, but could uh, really kill off more of Miles Garrett's suspension. Good. And make it even longer, which means he may be out not only this season, but 2020 as well. Oh, they're going to hey. put him out for 2020 for hitting a guy that called it. Oh, so he, they called him the N-word. So so Mason Rudolph called him the N-word, didn't face any suspension. Miles Garrett was walking away. Then Mason Rudolph went after him. And he's like, oh, really, bitch? Let me check your check yourself before you wreck yourself. And Mason Rudolph didn't check himself. And so Miles Garrett checked him for him. Like, that's bullshit, dude. Like, that, that's that. So he's going to be out for the 2020. That's very- yeah. It's a very big possibility that he might not only be out this year. Well, then Mason Rudolph doesn't need to play all next season. I couldn't agree with you more, dude. And then, and the reason why the reason why I'll say that I agree with you hundred percent on that is because Mason Rudolph just admitted that he had more into this and and admitted his guilt in the fight. Like this, is what I understand. Oh, but he didn't admit. He didn't admit that he called the guy the N word while they were on the ground either. Of course he's. Of course he's not going to admit to that. That's automatic suspension right there. Of course he's not going to say he called him the N word. But at the same time, everyone's like, "Well, the NFL said that they didn't hear anything of him saying that." Well, then here's why they probably did. You know, they're all mic'd up. Right. But what I'm saying is. Why would Miles Garrett want to rip somebody's head off? I mean, outside of the fact that, that Mason Rudolph had his forearm in his throat and then had his and foot in his, his nuts. Head. Yeah. At, but, so what would make a man go that crazy like that other than calling him the N-word? Like, come on, dude. Y'all, like, people can't be that naive to the game. I, so I, I kind of, I personally believe Miles Garrett. I don't believe Miles Garrett should get 
any suspension in the 2020 season. And I think no. that Mason Rudolph needs to get because they reduced Marquise Pouncey's suspension. I don't know how that works, but they did. I I agree. I just think that I mean, I, if you're going to suspend him for the rest of the season, suspend both of them. They they were both in the fight. Um, you know, the players that jumped in afterwards, I agree with their suspensions, but they weren't there on the ground. And, you know, I, I, I definitely think Mason Rudolph needs to, you know, the punish, let the punishment fit the crime. So what? Yep. So he, you called, you called him a racial slur. You tried to rip off his helmet and then he ended up ripping yours off. And then when he was walking away, you came back after him. And then he said, nah, brother, fuck you. He said, yep. fuck you, and smacked him over the head with a fucking helmet. Like, no, like I'm sorry, dude. Hey, man, I'm not done talking to you, mister. And he said, oh, really? You're not done talking to me? <laughs> You're done talking to me now. It's fucking Yeah. Crazy. And he barely hit him over the head. It's not like he... Like, I no, no, think no, we no. said he, it on he, Tuesday. I, I Well, in my opinion, I the guy just coming off of a fucking concussion protocol gets the fucking bottom half, even though... To quote unquote, it's padded. The shell is still there. All right. Got crowned in the fucking middle of his fucking head. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if they weren't in fucking Cleveland, if they weren't in Cleveland, let's be honest, there's a very large possibility Miles Garrett could have got arrested. Think of it that way. That's, that's very true. And then, you know, I think we said that we said that on Tuesday. That the, well, why wasn't he let let out of the Stadium and handcuffs because you don't watch football and you're obviously not in Cleveland. So fuck off. That guy started that shit and then Miles Garrett finished it. And so, but he's the one that, you know, but that's the only, uh, I remember, it reminds me of uh, getting in fights in school and the guy that finishes the fight is always the one that gets arrested because that's always the guy that just goes and fucks the other guy up. That's always the way it happens. That's always the way it happens. Like, oh, you're gonna start shit with me, cool. And then, like, you know what? You know, fuck you, motherfucker. And then, bam, smack that motherfucker onto the ground. Did you see him? He hit me. Hey, hey, T-shirt, That's exactly what happened. And fuck Mason Rudolph, that little pussy ass bitch. He needs to be suspended for the rest of the fucking season too. So, uh, Junior Wilkes says here, let's talk new school Q- QBs. I feel like owners want these runners because they bring ticket sales, uh, jersey sales at any moment. One can, one play can void a non-guaranteed contract. And then he also comments that this Miles thing is crazy. Well, let's talk about if we, I mean, I know we've got to get into the games, but let's talk about these QBs. I don't think uh, the new school QB, I mean, the new school Skewel. I just turned into Marsha Brady for a second. Uh, the new school QBs, they're on a different level. I mean, they are, and I, 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 I mean, I, I, I love it. I love how we have more versatile QBs coming into the league versus what we've had before. You know, the pot, the the, the stereotypical pocket quarterback. I, I, I love the evolution of the game where it's going. Right now, because and I definitely I think it's because of the new class and I think it's going to be beautiful. I mean, you look at Deshaun Watson, you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at Jacoby Brissett. I mean, even Dak Prescott. New school QBs are changing the game and I love it. I I, I, I really do. I mean, it's 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 all evolution. The game can only get better once we stop calling well, I mean, it can only get better, but it can only get worse because of the new rules. Anybody agree with me on that one? I, I do agree with you on that, Alex. And then, I mean, think about it, though. A guy like Lamar Jackson is the reason why a guy like Jalen Hurts coming out of Oklahoma can end up being a, a higher pick than a lot of people think because Jalen Hurts is kind of, I wouldn't say what Lamar Jackson was. I think Lamar Jackson was a better runner than Jalen Hurts. But those dual-threat quarterbacks, I mean, think about it. A lot of these college offenses are now being um, brought into the NFL, and that's what made Kyler Murray the number one overall pick in uh, last year's draft was because you you signed a Cliff Kingsbury who ran an air raid-like spread offense in – 
uh, Texas and Texas Tech, and then you're like, well, Josh Rose is not going to run this offense, so I need to find somebody that will, and a person that does ends up being, you know, uh, Kyler Murray. So, and, and and if you look at the the class of the quarterbacks that are coming out right now, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. They're all they're all the hybrid quarterbacks. So I but Jalen is faster than the other two, but the other two are definitely uh not shy to run the football. So I do agree with you on that. Agreed. All right. So we do have some games. Uh we got Alex, some games. Alex was taking care of the uh analogies for last week as the fucking screen is just flipping the fuck out. I guess it is, man. On the streamlabs too, that's weird. Yeah, on the street. That's not a normal thing. No, it's not. But, uh, you know, we, we have uh, some things that we can kind of fix here. I'll fix it throughout the thing. Uh, yeah, there we go. Let's, uh, let's, let's go into some games. Uh, well, we last have... night, let's talk about last night. I mean, we had, uh, we had the Texans at the Colts, which was, you know, honestly, for the most part, I, it wasn't a boring game. It was a very close game. the the very The first half was a little lame, but they ended the the end of the half ten ten. I thought it was, I mean, it was it was still very close. Brissett played his heart out. I, I and so did Deshaun Watson. There were interceptions. There were turnovers. I mean, it's everything you will want, but at the same time, the Texans defense. Holy shit balls. I'll get to the Colts offense or the Colts defense in a second. Um, the Texans defense, they were on Brissett, like white on fucking rice and glass of milk in a snowstorm. They were they were all over his shit. Like that that's the one thing like they, they you didn't see another guy in the backfield. He was scrambling on his hurt. Brissett was scrambling on his hurt knee. Basically, in the entire time, he was even forced to try to to tuck and run several times. Didn't quite make it, but he still played a hell of a game. Amazing passes. It, it was a. I mean, it was really a. It, they 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 really put their you know they put their fucking nuts into it. But then you look at the Texans. Their oh, man, their offense. Was phenomenal. Now, honestly, they were pretty lackadaisical up until the third quarter. And then Deshaun Watson just unloaded. Just went balls to the wall. And the Colts defense, as hard as they tried, and they they made some great, great plays, great stops. They just weren't able to stop the Colts. And honestly, I think I think it was the Colts' fault at the at the end of the half, at the end of the first half. They had the potential to either kick a field goal or try to go for it, and they just let the time run out and went to the half. And I don't understand that. And they were in scoring position; they were in the red zone. They're just like, nah, we'll get them, we'll get them in the second half. Well, that didn't happen. Well, Mr. Junior Wilkes is going crazy in the chat, by the way. He's got to hear uh, comments of how many have been successful playoff wins, Super Bowls, uh, average years per player versus uh, effective years. Uh, Mike Vick, RG3, Mahoney, Tebow, Mariota, not sustainable just to bring money, I feel. He's still talking about the mobile quarterbacks, by the way. Well... It happens. Listen, it, the mobile quarterback is is not a fully, um, it's not a fully viable option at this point. No, it's not. But it's it's becoming a more uh, a more viable option because that's what they're going to have to do. Like it, it like there is no. To, to, I understand that, but also in the processes of being that. Is no more of a uh, stationary or a pocket quarterback anymore because defense is exactly. faster and quicker. Well, and, I, and on top of that, go ahead. And on top of that, don't forget. Once again, you have you, dude. The, the coaching styles are different nowadays. 
A lot of these coaches that are coming up are guys that are coming from the college ranks. They're bringing the college-style air raid, dual-threat quarterbacks in the league. So the the problem is is that you can't sit there and get mad and talk about, oh, well, you know, you know, the, the Marinos and the Bradys and all the and the, the, the Parker style quarterbacks, because that's now starting to become the dinosaur of the NFL. And now you're having these dual threat quarterbacks and it's because of the different styles of offenses. It's, it's nothing you can do about it, dude. It's 2019. You know, the NFL is evolving. And like Ricky just said, because defenses are getting a lot faster and a lot stronger, you have to bring out much quicker offenses. And unfortunately, the pocket-style quarterback is not where it's at anymore. It's, 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 it's borderline dead. I agree 100%. And if you really want to talk about the mobile quarterback, the last one to do it, I believe, was Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's not the last one. He's still doing it. No, but he is the last of the mobile quarterbacks to win that's the big Super game Bowl. in the playoff game. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, or is he the first because they're more mobile now? Yeah. But there's but there's been nobody since Russell that has done it. Um, my analysis of this game was the Colts stopped running the ball. Yes. They yeah. have fucking Marlon Mack. He did have surgery on the broken hand. He should yeah. be back soon, uh, sooner than a lot of people expected. I think they're going to give him a club. They're going to put a club on him, and then he can just, you know, where he can carry, and then. Well, they'll, they'll have the curvature in the, uh, yeah. so that way the ball will fit in. Um, to me, though, personally, I think the backup running backs for Indy did pretty well. But for three straight drives, all I did was come out and throw the ball instead of run the ball. And Indy is a running team more than a passing team. And you look at the stats there, and the, and the stats just pretty much just say it uh, without anything. Brissett, only 129 yards passing. Okay. Uh, Williams had 104 and a touchdown. And it's funny because I had Marlon Mack in my fantasy team. I switched him out for Williams. And still got viable points, so that worked out. Yeah, he he did. He ran a great game. Uh, Will Fuller came back from that question. He was questionable for the game, and he went for over buck forty. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had ninety four yards receiving and two touchdowns in the game. I mean, overall, the Texans did bounce back from the trouncing that they got from Baltimore on Sunday. Yeah. but now. Houston takes a one-game lead in the South division. Is it the, mm-hmm. South? Is it the South or the Central? South. I'm confused. It's the South. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you and said yeah, what's guess, his name played and honestly, yesterday? And, and guess, because of this loss from by the Colts, guess who is now the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs? The Oakland Raiders. The uh, Oakland motherfucking Raiders. Yes. Anyways, Will Fuller did hey. come back and play. Nice, because I think Will Fuller is more or less the success for the uh, for the Houston Texans. I like it's no that. diss to it's no diss to DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins is so focused on that Will Fuller always ends up being the forgotten guy. The only thing that sucks is he can never stay healthy for more than three straight games. So they got to find a way to keep Will Fuller he- healthy at some the point. The, they got the two touchdowns, wasn't he? The two, okay, the, yeah. Again, I mean, yes, yes, yes. But he gave, he gave if, the, uh, the, the, the football to his dad and his mom. Right. But at the same time, if Will Fuller's not there, I guarantee you DeAndre Hopkins is not catching those touchdowns. No. I because, uh, again, all the focus is going to be on Big Will. I mean, on uh, DeAndre. And they're like, I dare Deshaun Watson to come out and uh, and uh, throw it to somebody else. And the Texans really don't have another wide receiver that could have that, quote, unquote, big playability like, um, like Will Fuller fortunately can. So... You know, I mean, it is. Oh, damn it. It is what it is. So, yeah. So, uh, moving on to Sunday now. Uh, there's a interesting slate of games. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go pee for these first two games. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So we have 
Denver visiting Buffalo. It's a uh, it's not it's a battle of opposites. Denver comes in at three and seven. Buffalo comes in at seven and three. Nick, you and I were both high on Buffalo to start the season. Yes, sir. Denver comes into this game losing their last five games with fourth quarter leads. Okay. Uh, Denver did have a 23, I think it was 23-7 lead on Minnesota. On Minnesota. They blew that one. Uh, Spread for the game, it's kind of funny because they have the spreads all over the place. Let's see. Here we've got, what the hell is the game? Okay. It is Buffalo minus five and a half under over 35. Yeah, I like uh I'm always, I like Buffalo in this one. Um Denver right now, I mean they're playing better. They're just not playing four quarters of full football because I thought they more or less should have smacked Minnesota in the mouth and finished it off last week, but they weren't able to do it. Um the thing with Buffalo is uh they've they've actually as time goes on, like Josh Allen is really playing much better football. And then in the same in the same breath, um, um, uh, they're running the football much better, too. And their defense is starting to get back to it in the form because their defense did kind of fall off over the last couple of weeks. Um, but they're, uh, they, they kind of got back into form. So uh, it, the game's in Buffalo. I like Buffalo. And, uh, you know, I like them to continue on their winning ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think that Denver, with the, you know, that the, and I can't remember the guy's name, but their backup quarterback, I think he's played great for the past two weeks. Yes. Way better than Flacco. And I'm sorry, Denver, you guys spent too much money on Flacco. I apologize to you guys. It wasn't my fault, but you know, I feel bad for you. Well, they didn't. They didn't spend on him. They they traded for this fool. And, and guess what? I'm so glad you brought up Flacco's name because them bringing in their backup quarterback and then bringing in Joe Flacco is the exact thing that we're talking about just too not too long ago about the difference between the uh, more mobile quarterbacks than the pocket passers, dude. Like Joe Flacco is a yeah, sitting he, dog. He's a guy on his way out. Yes, and he's a sitting duck playing, uh, you know, the pocket passer like offense with, uh, you know, with Denver and with bigger, stronger, faster defenses. And you know, once again, like we said, you know, it's just it's played out. Okay, yeah. they're, they're played out, and Joe Flacco has to be the exact uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's the example. Or why teams are really starting to go towards mobile quarterbacks. I'm glad you brought that I, I, I agree 100%. I'm getting, you know what? I, I, I think I'm, I mean, the Bills, the Broncos, you know what? Actually, no, I think I'm going to go with the Broncos on this one because I, I really like the way they played against, against the Vikings. And mm-hmm. I know they didn't finish it out. They blew that lead. They pulled an Atlanta, uh, the Falcons versus Patriots. They pulled the Super Bowl, what, 2015? That's I, I I'll I'll give him that, but you know what? They hadn't been winning games ahead of time, so what's the difference? I really think that they reach the Broncos reset, and I think they beat the Bills. Touche. A little. I'll take the Broncos, but I won't take the points. You'll take the Broncos, but you won't take the points. Okay. Yeah. The Broncos are fa- I mean the Bills are favorite, aren't they? No, they're giving they're giving points. Okay, then I'll take the points. Broncos with the points. Broncos with the points. Okay, I had it right the first. That's what I meant to say. The Bills are favorite, not the Broncos, the Bills. That's what I meant to say. My fault. I have a feeling that this game here, Denver wins because of the points, but Buffalo just wins outright. Okay. Because I hate to say this as much as bu- as Buffalo has been donating points, so to speak. The last few games they have not covered the spread. Yeah. So I- I'm I'm feeling that this is going to be another close one. Maybe it'll be like it was last week. Denver will get out to a lead. Buffalo will come back, win by like a field goal, 
because I, I really think that's the way it's 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 gonna happen. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have Denver taking the points, but I got Buffalo winning. Cool. Right. Next up, we have oh my god, Jesus, Fucksville versus Fucksville. Uh, the uh, New York Giants traveling to the windy city of Chicago to face them bears. This one here is a uh, another one on the uh, one o'clock Eastern, twelve o'clock Central, uh, eleven o'clock Mountain Pacific, Time, whatever. Ten o'clock Pacific Time, uh, where people are normally just like surfing at that point. At church, we have the Giants as a seven po- getting seven points from the Bears. My status quo with this game will be is uh, Chase Daniel starting, or are we going to no. have another uh, BS game? No, uh, word on the street is is that and maybe I was wrong. Um, I think I read it correctly, but Mitchell Trubisky is apparently his has the miracle of Jesus has touched his hip, and apparently he's going to be okay to start the game on Sunday against the Giants. But low-key, I'm taking the Giants in this one, though, um, just for the simple fact of, dude, the Bears suck right now. Like, they have – this team has no identity. Matt Nagy, for whatever reason – his play calling from last year is not the same as what it is this year. And they're struggling big time. Like, Mitchell, the, the, the Bears' offense, they're missing some key pieces on the offensive line. They don't have a receiver outside of Allen Robinson. Uh, I mean, they're having somewhat success of running the football. But for whatever reason, all of a sudden... Matt Nagy wants Mitchell Trubisky to become the savior of the offense, and he's just not that. So, um, and then defensively for the Bears, the Bears are struggling so bad because Khalil Mack has one sack for the whole season. Exactly, and that's and because that's they their miss, number one. That's their that, that's their defensive captain. That's their whole defense is pretty much Khalil Mack. I haven't really heard much of anybody else from the Bears' defense. Like, it's Khalil Mack against the rest of the team. Right, because Roquan Smith is not necessarily a pass rusher. And then you got um, Danny Trevathan. He got hurt. And then Leonard Floyd is more of a – Leonard Floyd, to me, he's more of a – like a like a Derek Brooks type, you know, he's more of the like the pass defender than he really is a rushing linebacker. So the Bears defensively, ever since they lost Akeem Nix, this defense hasn't mm-hmm. been the same. And I, I really think that there's a game. This is a game where I think the New York Giants on the road get the Bears at a great time where they are just struggling so bad, I think I have a feeling that this defense is going to make, it's going to do what Tampa did with Daniel Jones and maybe make them look a lot better than what they really are. I'm going to take the Giants on the upset on this one. I, I'm actually with you on this one. I mean, as much as I, as much as I like the bears, I, you know, uh, I, I, I don't have any faith in them. And I, and that's saying a lot because I'm putting my faith in the Giants. Uh, right which is a big step, but I think the Giants do take this game because, damn, the Bears are just playing like garbage. Yeah. And they had so much potential. They had so much potential last year. They win this year going strong, and then all of a sudden, and really, and I hate to toot my own Raider Nation horn, but since since the Raiders beat them, in London, they haven't been shit. Like they have uh, not done exactly. a goddamn thing. They've, exactly. uh, won, they've won a game since then, and that's it. So and, I'm going- and, and I'll say this: if Matthew Stafford didn't get hurt, there's a great chance Detroit doesn't lose that game. No, if Matthew Stafford was playing that game, Detroit beat the fuck out of him. Yes, I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and without I, and I think, Matthew Stafford, with Matthew Stafford at the in the, at the helm of the Lions, the Bears would have gone down again. They'd be they'd be three and I can't can't see it now, but they'd be three and six. Right, right, nah, dude. I agree with you one hundred percent. So, yeah, dude. The Bears, uh, the Bears got some issues right now, and. I think I think the Giants get them at a, at a great time, and I I think the frustration with the fans is was this was supposed to be the year, excuse me, that the Bears were supposed to be potentially Super Bowl bound. They wanted the them point. to be well, well. I thought they'd go to the, at the beginning of the season. We all talked about this. We they, we thought they'd go Super Bowl bound. Yep. Actually, no, I didn't. At least playoffs. I did not. I said they would go seven and nine. I said well, they wouldn't have not have the year close to what they had last year. And you're definitely looking like a genius right now. So yeah, you are. All right, next I game. Am, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to take the Bears. You know what? At least you know two out of three ain't bad. No, because well, like, don't be sad. I can't rely on the New York Giants. They couldn't beat the fucking Jets for Christ's sakes. How am I going to pick? No one can rely on the New York Giants, but at the same time, no one can rely on the Bears. But I, I respect your pick, man. I respect your pick. It's a toss-up game. I, I agree. Understand how Vegas had actually put this line together, but it just doesn't. What's the over/under again? The over/under is uh, opened at actually it opened at negative seven. It's currently at negative six. And and the Giants are laying how many to the Bears? No, the Giants are getting points. Oh well, that, that that more more for me. Just because it, it's only because the games in Chicago, they're yeah. getting that many points. All right, all right. Next up, I, I don't want to talk about this game at all, really, uh, but we have to because that's what we do. Pittsburgh traveling to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is getting six and a half. Uh, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. Actually, you know what? <laughs> um, since my team played them, my, my team played them last week, and we 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 overlooked this team. Luckily enough, they were that bad. But uh, I'm gonna go with the Bengals with the points because th- that team is starting. I mean, like they just want a win. That's all they want. They want one win, and they're going to do. They're going to play their fucking balls off just for their own, their own, like just for their own validity. Like these guys are all down in their dumps, and and, and honestly, they played fucking hard against the Raiders. And you know, on any given Sunday, any team can be anybody, but the Cincinnati Bengals are that fucking bad. So I think against the Steelers. I, I say the Bengals get their first win. Yeah, I I kind of agree on that, in a way. Because uh, dude, they played really hard on Sunday. They played their fucking balls off. Seriously, like sacking Derek uh, Derek Carr. They sacked Derek Carr twice. They played their fucking ass off, and and going against the Steelers, who's a rival, they're going to fucking do it. I I feel it in my bones. All right, uh, Nick. Any uh, feedback on that? I'll do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you five seconds on this. Steelers next. <laughs> that that was like two seconds. But that was actually right. because he, he actually exaggerated the, uh, the 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 next part. All right, we have here. Oh my God! More trash! More, more fucking uh, trash! Not Miami necessarily. to Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland minus ten, <coughs> ten and a half. Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. I just got to write this down. Cleveland. I don't even have anything to say about this game. Cleveland. You and me both. Ten and a half. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> And I'm sorry to that guy in uh, Leota, Kansas, that painted his whole house up uh, that said "squish the fish" uh, or uh, "go fish." Uh, and uh, I feel bad for that guy. I really do. I've talked about him on the show before. He painted his entire house Miami Dolphins colors, 
It must have been when Ace Ventura came out because that trailer looks that old. But goddamn, dude, they're not going to win. All right, we have now Tampa at Atlanta. This one here is going to be a doozy. It is Atlanta minus three and a half. Yeah, dude. Um, Atlanta's won back-to-back games since their since their off week. Dude, their defense is playing much better. And unfortunately for my Buccaneers, dude, they're going the opposite way they to are. a point to where the the fans are fighting with each other. With what's, what's going to happen with Jameis Winston? Um, Bruce Arians has more or less throughout the last few weeks defended Jameis. The most Buck fans aren't hearing it, but. As you know, I am very critical of my fellow Buccaneers brothers and sisters because as much as Jameis Winston catches a lot of the hell, it is not all his fault. Um, But to not elaborate too long, Jameis Winston does, for whatever reason, play well against the Atlanta Falcons, especially in the Georgia Dome. So... I'm going to go with the upset on Tampa, but I swear to God, if they don't win this game, I may not pick them for the rest of the year. Uh, uh, you know what? I mean, I, mm. I, I, I've been in that, I've been in that uh, situation and here's the, th- here's what I'm, I'm going to go Falcons because I, I, I remember a Buccaneers team that would had a good quarterback that really wasn't doing that well, and then uh, once upon a time, uh, my coach left my team, and then went to Tampa, and then beat my ass in the Super Bowl. So I'm I I could see this happening, and hopefully John Gruden dies before this happens. But uh, so I'm gonna go Atlanta Falcons. I'm gonna go Atlanta Falcons. Good <laughs> fuck Tampa Bay. Wow. Um, that ad, that ass whooping sixteen years later, still uh, still believe, leaving a mark on your ass. Oh, it's still leaving a mark, dude. I still got the welts, bro. I I believe it. And it, and it, and if you look, if you pay attention, I think Rich Gannon just got picked off one more time, just for I good measure. I swear to God, I will come to Chicago and stab you in the neck with a knife. <laughs> Hey, hey, pay attention to your Facebook wall. I might just put another another uh, uh, Super Bowl highlight for you. Murder So you, you don't forget. <laughs> no, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. They're on a roll. Uh, I don't know what kind of roll they're on, but, I mean, it's a, it's a, it, both teams are three and seven. And the last – the last three games, Atlanta's won. So, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm actually going to go – I think I'm gonna we're gonna do the upset of the three games. I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. I, I really think so because like you know you can't. I don't know, man. Society like the, the, statistically, you can't beat a team three times in a row. They're gonna have to win one. Well, I mean they're they're fairly they're fairly it's a fairly even game. It's gonna be a good game. You know what? I I. I I'm going with the Falcons, and I, the only reason why I'm going to go with the Falcons, and I have no confirmation of this, the health of what Jameis Winston looks like after that fourth quarter fucking getting hurt issue. Oh, thank you. Hey, by the way, F you to the goddamn refs. That is called a roughing the passer. Can I please get a flag? God, these referees suck my balls. I totally forgot about that. That is roughing the passer. You cannot hit the quarterback underneath the knee. Jameis Winston got hit underneath the knee. That should have been 15 yards. Did we get it? No. Why? Because the refs suck balls. Idiots. I agree. Now my quarterback's flipping hurt because of it. I totally agree. Same division, different matchup. Carolina at 5-5, five and five, traveling down to New Orleans to go against the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Sit at 8-2. and two. Saints. Saints. Uh, Saints are also spotting the Carolina Panthers 10. Uh, Saints minus the 10. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd say Saints. No, actually, I, I'm going to say Saints with the 10. All right, so you're taking the Saints and the 10 points? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Points, All right, so that's pretty much going to be your unanimous. All right. Sean Murphy says Saints by 14. That's not the spread. No, no, but he says they're going to win by 14. Probably. All right. We have Seattle traveling to the dysfunctional birds, the Philadelphia Eagles. Seattle coming in at 8-2, still chasing the 49ers for the division. The Philadelphia Eagles are just floundering. Are they floundering, though? Because they had an incredibly great game against the Patriots last week. And I think I think that, you know, they're very, I mean, they don't really have a chance of making it to the playoffs unless they win every game for the rest of the season. They have to win the division and go to get the playoffs. Well, that's true. Well, how how many are they behind on Dallas? They're a game behind Dallas. A game behind Dallas. They would have tied Dallas for the division if they beat the Patriots. The Patriots. But what if the Patriots beat Dallas this year or this week? Well, that's late. That's coming up later on. At the uh, that's coming later on. So I'm going to say, Russell Wilson, be damned. I'm going Philadelphia Eagles outright. All right, because it's Philly minus one. God help. Philly minus one over the Seahawks. Yeah, it's only a one point uh, spread. Nah, dude, the, the Seahawks are playing some <laughs> rather football. Yeah, dude. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, I still think their secondary is a liability. But at the same time, when you got Ziggy Ansa and Jadavion Clowney coming off the edges, you know, it's almost eerily as similar as the New York Giants who beat the New England Patriots the first time. Their secondary wasn't that great. But when you have Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan coming off both edges, giving uh, Tom Brady and that offensive line fits, it's going to make the secondary look better. And then I agree with you, Ricky. Dude, the Philadelphia Eagles are kind of a mess. A whole mess. They're just as stale as fucking bread that's been sitting in a bakery for three weeks. Are they? But are they, though? I mean, that's... Why? They didn't look stale last weekend. They didn't look stale last weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles looked very stale last weekend. You, they only won. The, the, the fucking. The Patriots only won by a touchdown. Listen, I went over but, the tape but of that the Eagles game. Eagles can't catch the ball. I went over the tape of that game again because somebody had asked me to do a, a write up on the Pats. Okay? Philly had chances at seven interceptions. Seven. Dropped all seven. Okay. Yep. Uh, they did. They did. Seven. That's true. You're right about that. Okay. I mean, I was also paying attention to the Raiders game. So, I'm, you know what? I'm going to change my. I'm going to go Seahawks all the way. Because, yeah, dude. And that I'm offense, go- that offense, when they were running the ball, okay, had a very, very big opportunity at putting up points on the board. And all of a sudden, let's just throw the ball to Zach Ertz 41 fucking times. I'm sorry. With no Alshon Jeffrey there, who's supposedly coming back this week again, all right? Deshaun Jackson's like two weeks away. Aguilar can't catch a fucking cold, all right? Philly should have buried the Patriots last weekend. Agreed. They did not. They should have. Okay? So Philly is, to me, stale. Until they can stale. figure out what they're, they're doing offensively, they just don't, they don't take any spot in my mind. To go against, who again is is up there in the MVP race this year with Russell Wilson? I have I agree with Russell Wilson than I do with Carson Wentz at this point, and I'm going Seahawks. I think we're all going Seahawks. Yes, sir. All right, next game: uh, Lions, Lions and Redskins in Lions capital. There's still no Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is now a man. I don't care. Lions. I'm, I'm with Alex. And on top of that, what if I told you that the tickets at this game are six bucks? Bro, I saw somebody put up like one of those like the, the little StubHub thing. You can get 50-yard seats at this game. 
a solid twelve dollars. That's how bad price, dude. That is how bad the Redskins are, dude. This team is shit. Give me the Lions. It reminds me of the Royals in fucking nineteen ninety two, dude. I remember <laughs> going like like honestly, that like, was a good weekend. We go to Kansas City, we go to a Royals game and watch them lose. And we pay six dollars a person and we get right on the third baseline. Like right and like over the dugout. And then we went and like I remember I got to see Randy Johnson pitch there. And I, we all lined up to see Randy Johnson come out and the Royals walked out. And we just like, eh, yeah, fuck you. And Randy Johnson walked out and everybody gathered around him. And he was playing for the Diamondbacks. Uh, that That's basically what's going to happen on that one. Uh, yeah. All right. This game here, surprisingly enough, I told Alex he should really fly out here for the weekend, but he didn't. Uh, well, I, I have got to work tomorrow, man. And Raiders, I have to work on Monday. Raiders versus Jets. Tickets are as low as $12 for this game now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even joking when I say this. My friend offered me four seats in the 100 section for 100 bucks. Four of them in the 100 section. Worth the 100 like, section, like on the field? It's almost field level. Okay. And I turned around and told him no. Because I, 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 I couldn't go without like a whole bunch of people that would actually. You care. can't go without me. Exactly. All right. God damn it. This is actually ending out the one o'clock games. Raiders are at six and four. Jets are at three and seven. Spread on the game is Oakland minus three. We're only laying down three to the Jets. Well, you kind of overlooked Cincinnati last week. And you're on the road too, dude. That's that's well, why they yeah, but that's still. You know what? I I. I'm obviously I'm going Oakland with the points. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Oakland minus the three. Okay, general consensus. General consensus. Four like, there's really nothing to fucking say. Like, we're already like we're. I mean, well, th- hold on. Let's talk about this game. We have to win this game because that this game, you know, Casey's on a bye, even though the fucking Chargers fucked it up on Monday. So we have to win this game. So we're still tied with Kansas City. And then December 1st, it's it's the battle for the AFC West. So I, I guarantee you that Oakland's going to win this fucking game. Let's go to Jaguars versus Tennessee Titans. This game here, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I really am afraid. Because the spread is Tennessee minus three and a half. Shockingly enough, dude, I, I I think I'm gonna go with Tennessee minus minus the points on this one because, dude, I just don't. Hit, okay, Jacksonville might be Jacksonville might be the uh, the uh, consensus or why you just don't switch quarterbacks because of names. No, there's no I, reason I, I, why there's no reason why Gardner Minshew should have ever been taken out, especially when this team was starting to really gel with them because you were paying Nick Foles and this and that. Dude, if the Jaguars were sucking balls, I totally understand. But they were actually halfway decent, and I thought it was a terrible move, and now the chemistry is gone. And Tennessee is starting to thrive a little bit under Ryan Tannehill. They beat the Chiefs at home in a shootout nonetheless. Dude, give me the Titans. I'm I'm going Titans, too. I'm going Titans, too, all the way. Uh, Nick, you got to drop out. Hey, how many games are left, dude? Uh, we've got uh, three. Uh, no, I'll stay for the three. All right. All right. We'll be quick. Dallas traveling to Foxborough against the 9-1 Pats. This is the slated 425 game. They've, they they actually end loaded the fucking one o'clock games, which I'm proud of. Because there's only I think like three. There's only two four o'clock games. Fucking amazing. Well, no. So here here's the th- my big thing about the whole game because I've read articles that possibly. Hey, Ashley, my wife is watching. Hey, Ashley, how you doing? Uh, I've heard uh, I've read articles that uh, Tom Brady might not be playing in this game. They have him as questionable. Well, because he's got a shoulder injury. No, it's an elbow. Elbow. Um, elbow is connected to the shoulder bone. And at this point right now, they have the spread at minus six. 
honestly tell you, my outlook on the game is is uh, they have injury issues at wide receiver again. Sanu didn't practice this week. Edelman made the, the list again. They signed one of the practice squad guys to come and fill in. Uh, they do get Isaiah Wynn back this week at left tackle, which makes things a little bit interesting. I am going to uh, rely on the Pats defense because I think Gallup and uh, your favorite player, Alex Amari Cooper, are not going to fare well in the game. Uh, my favorite player, Amari Cooper, is a goddamn cox. He's not my favorite player. Uh, honestly, though, but Dak's been doing well. Uh, he did well against the Lions, uh, which isn't shit. But so I'm gonna go with New England taking this one. Ooh, this one's tough. Not because like m- the question that I'm having is can Dallas? No, nah, not so much. Can Dallas's defense uh, hang with the offense? Because I know the offense has kind of been stagnant for New England. But if if Dak Prescott and the Cowboys can get any type of of uh, what's the word I'm looking for can get the wheels going I guess against New England it's going to be tough for the New England Patriots. Um, See, but at the same time, at the same at the same time though, it's it's up to the to the offensive line to really get the the run game going. Well, and, and that's I, the whole thing is like Zeke has not been like. You know, and you and I both like trust in Zeke. Like, give Zeke, give Zeke more opportunity. And I felt they've give given Zeke more opportunities, and Zeke's just. I I really feel like they paid all that money to Zeke. He held out. He went to the Bahamas, and he's like, "Oh, you better pay me." And then he's like, "Oh, they paid me. I better play for these guys." It's like, holy shit! I thought that was a bluff. And then now he's like uh, not doing much. Like that's the yeah. one thing. Like Zeke has not been. He hasn't been Zeke. Basically, he hasn't been Zeke. It, like yeah. he, he wasn't the Zeke of last year. He wasn't the Zeke of two years ago. So right. I feel that. I feel bad for Dallas for paying for him. I mean, they, they should have sent him to like Jacksonville or something. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Leonard with Fournette the- on the swap. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go I, with you know New what? England. This, this is what I'll say. I think New England might end up winning this game, but I don't think they cover the six. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Uh, Sunday night football. We got Green Bay versus San Francisco. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, Green Bay versus San Francisco in San Francisco. This is uh, bragging rights for the top spot in the conference. Yep. Coming in at nine and one, Green Bay coming in at eight and two. The San Francisco minus three. Okay. I'm this going, is my, go ahead. No, go ahead, Alex. I, I you know, this these are two teams that I respect a lot. And I respect the 49ers quite a I mean I really do. But at the same time, you know, Jimmy G, you're not at the the caliber of Aaron Rodgers, so and, and you're not the, you're not the caliber of the Green Bay Packers. I, I I don't know. They maybe they are, maybe they are. But I just I mean I've just seen them demolish team by team by team. But the Green Bay Packers have always been a powerhouse, and this year there's nothing's different. I have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers goes into San Francisco and just. They're not going to beat the shit out of them. It's going to be a close game. And honestly, I don't care if I'm wrong. It's going to be a great game. This is one of the best Sunday night football games that I've seen in so many years. I mean, honestly, like Thursday was a great Thursday night football game. It, we've been missing those a lot this year. That's yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the, the, the Sunday night, the, the primetime games have been lacking. And I'm really excited for this game. I don't really know who to pick, but I, you know, I'm going to go. I liked, I like Steve Young more than I like Brett Favre. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to go with Green Bay. I'm going to tell you why. Because I think San Francisco, are they without George Kittle again this week? Uh, I believe the um, 
this year. I, I, they have him as probable, I think. Oh, okay. So he might play. And then you have, uh, what's his name? I think Emmanuel Sanders, I know, I think he's on that injury list as well. Um, you said it best, though. I trust Aaron Rodgers a lot more than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that Green Bay knows what's on the line. It's nothing against San Francisco. But if, if Green Bay's defense shows up, which I think they really will, I think they're going to give what you call it fits. Um the San Francisco 49ers. If the 49ers don't get that run game going and you're trying to make Jimmy Garoppolo try to be the next Joe Montana, I think they're they're going to have a lot of issues, and I think it's going to happen on Sunday. Um, I like Green Bay. My, uh, I like Green Bay plus the points. I think they go into San Francisco and they beat them, especially knowing what's on the line. Um, and, and knowing that Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers has been in this position before, this is the first time for a lot of these 49ers. I think the moment's going to be too great for them. So I like Green Bay. I'm, starting to ch- I'm changing my opinion because of what you just said. I agree with that. Like I, I, like what I said, I, I, I trusted Aaron Rodgers, even though I like the 49ers. I mean, ah, at the same time, they're still a rival. But – I don't know. I, I I really like that team and what they've been doing. But at the same time, what I said earlier, Aaron Rodgers, I, I trust that guy and what Green Bay, the process that Green Bay has. And I just, I'll go back to it. I just don't trust the 49ers. So I'm going to go with Green Bay with the points. There we go. I'm going with the 49ers despite all the injuries because of what they did last week. I was very impressed with that game. They they had the firepower. Again, Sanders got hurt. No freaking uh, Kittle. But they are the walking wounded, and they have been making it work. But True. Yeah. Well, thank God we can move into the Monday night game, which is going to be real quick. We're going to end this show here shortly, folks. Thank you guys for hanging out. Well, we're going to talk about the Monday night. Baltimore versus the L.A. Rams. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Hey, let me go first. And then once I get the pick, I'm going to hang up on here because I got to go in and take care of business. Um, This is real quick, dude. The Rams are a complete utter mess. Uh, once again, they they took advantage of against a very vulnerable uh, uh, Bears team last week. They didn't look great. Um, dude, Lamar Jackson might be the MVP of the league. I know him and Russell Wilson are one, two, you know, dependent on who you talk to. Some people think it's Russ. Some people think it's Lamar. Lamar Jackson has full control of this offense, and it's going to give the Los Angeles Rams fits. So I like Baltimore. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they're favorites. So I like the minus two points. Can we all agree on Baltimore? No. You're gonna go Rams. You're really going with the Rams, bro. I'm going with the Rams. Oh my God, you and fucking the reason bastard. Why no, the reason why I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with the Rams in this is there's there's a bit of a, a, a thing I like the now. quarterback and he's kind of cute. No, no, no. It's, it I, I believe now that the Rams. Are <laughs> Finally starting to get that running game going a little bit. And it just so happens to be that it's not Todd Gurley that's kind of picking up the slack. Yeah. So I'm kind of liking their running game a little bit. Um, I can't rule out that pass defense, uh, the, the, the pass offense for the Rams at this point. I mean, Jared Goff doesn't really play great under the spotlight. I've said this all year long, and I said it last year too. But I have a feeling... Aaron Donald is going to make quite a few plays that's going to offset this entire thing because the main staple of that Rams defense revolves around Aaron Donald. So that's pretty much the direction I'm going to go. I mean, it's Ravens minus three. I'm hoping it's going to be a good game Monday night because that'll set off football for the week. I don't know, man. Like the Ravens are... I have a feeling the Ravens are going to be in the fucking. Su- the Ravens are probably going to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm yeah I'm sticking with Ravens all the way. Yep. I think we lost Nick. Yeah, he had to go back to work. Uh, yeah, we saw, but he was still a trooper and he got on. He did what he had to do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, that's pretty much it for the slate of games. We do have the four teams here on the bye week. That would be Arizona. Kansas City, 
San Diego, and Minnesota. Hold on. Arizona, Kansas City, L.A., and Minnesota. Fuck that. It's San Diego. They're not San Diego. Diego. They haven't been in fucking San Diego for two years. This is their second year. Uh, You know what? I'm going to just start calling them the homeless chargers. (laughs) That's what everybody else is calling them. The homeless chargers or the London chargers. The the population of fucking uh, California is majority of its homeless anyway. So let's just go with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, We will be back Tuesday night at 930 Eastern Standard Time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football. We're moving our Friday show to Saturday. Oh, so my goodness. Thank goodness. Tune, the, tune in next weekend on Saturday. Time still to be determined. Uh, TBD, if you want to know what that means. Uh, that's the way we're going to be pretty much doing it. Uh, we'll wish everybody thanks. Uh, happy Turkey Day on Tuesday. And uh, once again, don't forget to celebrate the anniversary of Le Butt Fumble. Six years ago, November 22nd, 2013. What a fucking great night. Pats blow them out and have an immortal butt fumble. It was a great, it was a great fucking fumble. Oh my God. It was the best. All right. So uh, next week, uh, we will catch you soon. Enjoy your on Saturday. Bye. Pain Train Productions presents Arch Rivals Football Season 2. Your starting lineup, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Joe 